Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, it is a very positive mood today. A 3-1 win for Reading FC against Derby County. Putting us back into six spot, despite the other teams around us winning. And to help me talk about it, I've been joined by Matt Williamson. How are you doing, Matt? Hi, I'm not doing too badly. Just enjoying the last of my bank holiday weekend. How are you, Paul? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it's so much better when you've got that win, isn't it? Kind of like, I am completely thrown in what day of the week it is, though. It's a bit like Christmas. I don't know why. <laughs> but I've also been joined by Jack Killock. How are you doing, Jack? Yeah, very good as well. Thank you. Great end to the bank holiday weekend. And yeah, rounding off with three points. Can't get much better than that, can it? No, not at all. So going into the match, we had the kind of big decision that Palovic had to make. Was he going to bring back Puskas or was he going to keep Lucas Jow in the team? Well, as we've seen, it worked out brilliant for him, bringing George Puskas back into the team. Your thoughts on that, Jack, when you saw the team news? Yeah, when, when I, I know there's been a lot of talk on, on Twitter from Friday about probably about a 50-50 split from people who are saying, you know, he needs to rest out the team. Other people saying, you know, he's a confidence player. I need to try and stick with him to sort of play himself back into form. So I really wasn't sure about it, to be honest. But I think looking at games coming up, a game at home against Derby, if you're going to drop Joe and bring in Puskas, it's probably the right game to do it. And yeah, in, in hindsight, yeah, brilliant decision from Paunovic and just very pleased as well that Joe did come on and get that goal because that sort of rounds it all off perfectly, really. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that one? Kind of agree with on that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I was almost a bit surprised that he actually did it because we've seen him back Jow almost relentlessly at times. So I was a bit surprised that Puskas came in. Maybe the fact that it was so close to the Friday game does help the, the reasoning behind it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Zhao come back in for Watford, um, even though Puskas got that goal and looked all right throughout the game. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it probably had to happen and in the end it's it's worked out okay. Already thrown in the controversial take that Pussies is going to be dropped despite his goal <laughs> today already against Luton. Against Luton, blimey, against Derby. So, yeah, that's probably the Luton-Watford thing going on in my head there. I'm so aware of that. But oh, they'll I be think... well happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they will be. They'd love that, wouldn't they? They really would. Best friends. So we can kind of like started the game okay. I thought Elise was playing some nice passes through the channels, especially one that was kind of actually came to him from Rinomoto, from Lauren, I think. And if you'd have just got on to the end of that, it would have been straight through on goal. There was an opportunity slightly later as well for Elise when he plays it through to Rinomoto, who I thought was excellent in this game, uh, Matt. I mean, it was a it was an okay start, wasn't it? Yeah, I um 
Yeah, I've seen a lot of takes that say that the first half wasn't very good, and I'm not sure I wholly agree with that. I thought that there was a clear plan in in the sense that to get runners behind and and try and find them with through balls. And I mean, we were very close to doing that on a few occasions. It, it was similar against Barnsley towards the end when Elise was playing through Mate and um, their goalie was pretty good at sweeping and and Elise overhit the pass a couple of times. So I think that we're starting to see kind of a, a plan from Pauno that to 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 play through defenses that are either very high like Barnsley's or it works against these tight pack defenses like Derby. So that that can only be good if it if it's working in both uh, both scenarios. In terms of Rinomota, I thought he was he was pretty great as well. Um, him and Lauren um, both mopped up the play well and and ran further forward like we've seen them do um, not so much in the last few games but earlier in the season. Yeah, I totally agree with you on all of that. Really, especially the bit about the way we're cutting through teams going through the middle. And playing balls well. And we saw the start of this, I would say, maybe against QPR when Lucas Jao had that opportunity and he missed. Uh, there's kind of flashbacks for anyone who's listening to that. Another <laughs> moment there. But Jack, I would say possibly the defining moment of the game was in the 20th minute when Derby had three opportunities to score, but Raphael makes two fantastic saves and they hit the post. Yeah, as you guys were saying, we were we were absolutely controlling the game and Derby were barely even pressing us in that first 20 minutes and just really sitting back. We were sort of finding those holes and I was surprised, you know, for, for the three-man defence that, you know, like you say, Elise managed to get free right down the middle of the pitch. Rinomota was kind of buzzing around, getting around the sides. But yeah, just on one of those attacks, we got we got caught out. Yardon was too far forward. Laurent, Lawrence was um, kind of bursting down the left-hand side. And yeah, we, we seemed to kind of get set and, and, and into position, but then he just managed to find quite a good ball into the box into Kazim Richards. And I, th- I thought that he, you know, he had quite a good game, to be fair, considering he's up there by himself. And yeah, he hits the post, it's bouncing around, you know, you're screaming at the telly to, to get it clear, comes back to him. I think about four Reading players um, kind of fall for his fake shot and then and then Raphael has to make a brilliant save. So yeah, props to Raphael because he, he had a really good game today, but that was a real let off. Yeah, that was a huge moment, wasn't it, Matt? If we could see the first goal, I think we would have struggled today, even against the Derby team that isn't that great at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And as Jack said, we were in complete control. It, it almost came out of nowhere. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, Yeardon was caught upfield, but uh, Holmes came across quite well and Yeardon slotted in. But there wasn't that second player to push out to the left back, which is sort of where the problem started. So his ball in, um, well, was met by Kazim Richards, as you say, and then Raphael pulls off those couple of saves. I think, yeah, our, our record going behind is not very good. So it, it has to be us that score the first goal in almost every game. <laughs> yeah, which is a little bit worrying. <laughs> it's a little yeah. bit stressful. Yeah. <laughs> Watching it, you you know that. And even when we do take the lead now, we've also got into a little bit of a bad habit of conceding the Knicks goal, which we've seen in the last uh, consecutive games before this one. But uh, there was a bit of a lull in play there for a little bit of a while, wasn't there? There was obviously a horrible head clash between Mate and Byrne, who had to go off for Derby. I hope he's okay as well. But I wasn't expecting that moment of brilliance at half time from Elise with an absolute wonder strike only seconds before half time. But Ovi Ajari and Matt, he, he needs to get some credit for all the work that he did leading up to that goal as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you very thankfully retweeted my my tweet about it, um, he just he manages to draw so many players towards him. And and previously he like runs into the defenders at some point and just loses the ball. But here he managed to shift the ball to Laurent, who passes to Elise, and uh, well, he obviously hits a wonderful strike. But Ovi, he he did it for this goal and he did it for the third goal as well, where he wins the free kick. It's just that ability to well yeah draw players towards him and create space for others that makes him so good yeah uh totally and i think he's coming into prime form in the game against qpr is he was excellent scored a really top goal and finish uh against barnsley on friday i think it was friday <laughs> yeah <laughs> stretching for which day of the week it was there but i kind of we needed to come out in the second half as well, didn't we, uh, Jack, and show that we were going to take the front foot and not back off there at all. Um, I was so pleased to see the energy that we had. And we could have had another opportunities to score a goal even before the Puskas one. Yeah, and, you know, that, that Elise goal really did come at the right time because, like you say, there was that lull in the second half and, the game just seems to be fizzling out to half time, but that just absolutely sensationally sort of sweet strike. It just didn't even, the ball didn't even kind of move or swerve, just straight into the top corner, just really, I think, settled the nerves. And, you know, sometimes Reading can come and sit back, invite pressure, but we really went on the attack at the start of that second half. And I think there's been a lot of chat about potentially was that Mate won a penalty. I actually think the one on Ajari just after time, after half time was the probably the bigger shout, to be honest. And maybe if it was a bit further into the game, the ref gives it. Um, but, you know, just because the half started, he's not wanting to kind of give a penalty. But, yeah, Wisdom just absolutely swipes his legs. And I think Derby got away with one there, but we may get on to a bit further on. Liam Moore also had a bit of a questionable one on, on Sibley as well. But yeah, it was really encouraging to see us come out with a bit of fight in the second half to sort of not just hold on to that lead, but try and build on it and, and get that second goal. Bit of a question here, Matt. If there was a penalty, who would have taken it at that moment for you? Puskas or Elise? Oh, I wish you'd prepared me for that because that's quite, <laughs> quite a difficult one. I, I imagine you'd have to stick with Lalise. Like the fact that he um, tucked his last one away with such a plum uh, probably keeps him above someone who isn't even normally in the starting 11. Um, but I mean, I, I would back either of them. So I, I wouldn't really mind, to be honest. Yeah, you couldn't really go wrong with the answer. That's what I thought. <laughs> so it's a quality uh, option, isn't it? Really, Puskas does. I don't think he's ever missed a penalty for us. So kind of, I was worried that we were then going to step off the gas, but George Puskas gets the kind of goal that I absolutely love from strikers. We all love seeing him score from like 25 yards out. That's the ideal, isn't it? But 57th minute from a rebound out from the goalkeeper, he hits it into the ground. We've got the second goal. We can all relax slightly. I thought he might've been offside, but he wasn't, was he, Joe? No, no, he wasn't. And that that's where Puskas really comes alive. I mean, I thought today as well, his hold-up play outside the box was also quite good, linking up with Mate and some of the other attacking players. But yeah, as soon as the ball's in the box, that's where he comes alive. And it was a proper poacher's finish. You know, a lot of strikers maybe don't expect the goalkeeper to spill it or they're not quite on their toes ready to follow up. But yeah, he was right there just to slot it home. And, you know, he scores goals, doesn't he? He lives for score. So, yeah brilliant from Puskas to sort of get that goal when he when he started the game yeah we've seen some kind of things which I think are very harsh from him from the second year saying that he hasn't really delivered this season well he hasn't even been fit that often has he Matt I mean I think that's slightly harsh on him 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like George Pushkas. I thought he played well last season when he actually was fit. And then this season, he hasn't been called on so much. But when he has been called on, he's normally played pretty well. Uh, I can't really remember us scoring a goal like that. I'm sure someone will correct me. But it's just nice to have someone who follows in the ball and and gets that second chance rather than just, you know, having to create something for yourself. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That's why I love them, because maybe it is the rarity of them as well. We then proceeded to have not chance after chance, because it wasn't that scenario, but we had good opportunities. And it wasn't quite Yaku's matey day today, was it, Jack? He was kind of getting into the positions, but slightly miscontrolling it or not playing the right way of pass. And he has the best opportunity when he's put through on goal, one on one. And the goalie makes a good save, but you'd expect him to score that. Yeah, and that's what we miss from the team when Mate is not there. Just his direct running in behind, like you say, his touch and his passing. I think even today some of his passes were a little bit loose. But yeah, running in behind off that right hand side is such a danger. And that was a brilliant little flick round the corner from Elise. Mate was through, and I was just waiting for the for the net to bulge. But that was a good save from from Marshall, to be fair. But he was causing all sorts of problems down that side of the defence. He was just getting between the two centre halves and and Mengi, the guy who was playing in the middle. I think. He got bullied by Mate quite a few times, to be honest, and led to, you know, maybe a penalty, maybe not. But yeah, Mate was absolutely excellent getting down that side today. Yeah, there's going to be a game at some point soon when Mate is going to get a few goals, Matt, isn't there? I, I've sensed it's coming. Yeah, I mean, as as I mean, almost every, every Reading fan knows, he just adds something to this team that we don't have. And it was, it was kind of interesting to see his game today because I thought that he did stuff that he doesn't normally in the sense that he was running a lot more into the right channel and try to cross. And that was probably because of the way that Derby set up to counter him and that didn't work so well. Um, but when he's got space in behind, there's there's almost no one better in the league. I, I know, some again, somebody will take umbrage with that, but he is so good when he gets in behind and other than Barnsley, because that was a bad, bad shot over the bar, <laughs> he, he normally delivers. Yeah, I mean, he's got a good shot on target there. It's a decent save. I mean, um, I'm sure Lucas Jow would have liked to hit it that much on target against Barnsley, if you want to bring him an example <laughs> in that game. But, but there's an even bigger moment only a few minutes after that, though, when Mate goes through the Barnsley, Barnsley defence. My brain is now stuck on Barnsley. This is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Go through to the defence. And he's got an opportunity to score a goal. Now, first time I saw it, I thought it was a penalty. But looking back, Jack, I don't think it is a penalty at all. Is it? He's dived, hasn't he, really? It's probably a booking for Mate. Mm, yeah, it's but first time around I was screaming at the TV I think you know the referee's performance today was a bit all over the place there's a couple of times where he was trying to kind of take centre stage he wasn't you know he wasn't refereeing the Premier League this week so you know he needed to kind of calm himself down a bit but yeah I thought it was I thought it was Stonewall in first viewing but then you're looking back at it and the ball's just slightly got away from him Wisdom's tangled a leg and rather than Mate trying to go for the shot he's just kind of thrown himself over Wisdom's leg so I think you know, the ref did get it right on, on that occasion. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, first viewing, Stonewall, second replay. Nah, like you say, potentially a yellow card. Yeah, it's very much a second viewing. This is why I'm not a referee, isn't it? <laughs> so not that completely and utterly wrong. I, I know I felt like that. But to kind of really back it up, about 30 seconds later, Derby counter-attack 
and Lauren scores an absolute screamer of a goal. Now, Raphael gets a lot of kind of stick and on this podcast from certain people, not mentioning anyone's name, Alex, Matt Lansley, but <laughs> from long-range shots, he can't do anything about this one, Matt, though, can he? This is unstoppable. No, I've got to say, I also probably give Raphael a bit too much stick. I am as well. <laughs> so. um, yeah, I mean, there, there's absolutely no chance. Um, I, ca- I can't remember exactly who um, plays in the initial ball, but it ends up falling to, to Lawrence on the edge of the area. And I think... The Mate penalty actually leads into this chance in the sense that he's not in that position because somebody should be there. I mean, Yeardon maybe should push out a little bit, but normally there's that extra cover from the right winger. Um, and yeah, I mean, Lawrence, you, you don't give Lawrence time and space on the ball. Reading already learned this lesson last season, but thankfully <laughs> this time out, it, it wasn't quite so costly. Thankfully. I mean, what a strike, though, Jack. I mean, uh, you can, we can sit here and say that when we've actually won the game because it doesn't really matter. Uh, but that we then saw the moment when Lucas Jow comes on and we're all thinking if he can get a goal here, Puskas has done his job. Thankfully, we're going to hopefully hold on here. But is it his goal? It doesn't really matter, does it, Jack? I mean, it's kind of like debating whether it was actually his goal, but maybe he just needs that moment of luck. A goal's a goal, you know, and it, he, he just needed it for his confidence. And, you know, the ball comes in from Gibson, brilliant flick from Holmes, but it's just made by Zhao's movement. And, you know, like we've seen with, with previous goals, he just kind of holds off the defence, gives himself that bit of time. And whether it's taken a flick or not, I still think it's his goal. And it was just lovely to see afterwards all the players running over. I think even Raphael ran the length of the pitch to sort of celebrate and congratulate Lucas Zhao. So it's great to just see moments like that of the team spirit that we've got this season and yeah stick, Lucas Shaw, he'll he'll win us more games than he'll, he'll lose us we've just, just got to stick with him and yeah his confidence will hopefully be sky high going into these important games now yeah I think that reaction from all the players is a kind of it's not a message but it shows to all the people that doubt Lucas Jow and his kind of like attitude sometimes on the pitch I think that shows what all the players think about him doesn't it there Matt the, the big massive celebration yeah, absolutely. I think everyone knows how valuable Lucas Yao is to this team, including those, you know, his colleagues. So I, I'm not so convinced that it is Lucas Yao's goal, but equally, I, I don't think it matters. He he will take it. It 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 should boost his confidence. And as Jack said, it was it was a good move that Lucas Yao finished. So whether it, it's his goal or not, it's almost irrelevant. Yeah, we see the game out pretty easily after that there was a few moments when Derby had crosses into the box and if they had a little bit of more quality up front they maybe they could have got it back to 3-2 but thankfully we saw it out and I was trying to work out who I would give the man of the match to and there was quite a lot of contenders Raphael you could give it to Jaria, Puskas, Rinomoto, Lauren it's a positive sign but who would you have given it to Jack? I think if I had to choose one player, it probably would be Raphael. I know, I know Elise had that absolutely amazing strike, but I think Raphael definitely had his best game in a resin shirt for quite a while. Those, As we said in the first half, those two fantastic saves. There was a shot from Max Bird, which looked like it was heading sort of near the top corner. He saved that. And like we said, the, the shot from Lawrence was just just crazy. And I think Dave Handbags-Harris put a, a tweet up saying that he's now scored six goals against Reading, potentially even at, at the Majesty, which is just a, a crazy stat. Um, so, yeah, you can't blame Raphael for that. I think he played really well. So, yeah, he's, he'd be my man of the match today. Who'd be in your pick then, Matt? 
Uh, I think probably Ovi, given how instrumental he was in a couple of the goals. Um, obviously, we've talked about the first and the third one. He he won the free kick that we end up scoring from. Uh, I'm not sure that anyone was outstanding, but I think that as a team, we were collectively good enough to to get those three points today. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. There's no one there that's going to get a nine or a ten out of ten. It, it just wasn't that level today, but it was all more than acceptable. There was one incident which I didn't want to talk about before was the moment when Michael Ali scores his goal. He then celebrates and he does a signing gesture. Now, none of us know <laughs> what that is all about at all. But would you like to take a kind of complete guess, Jack, at what you think that message is to whoever it is? Yeah, well, I believe his contract is up at the end of next season. So I'm not sure if he thinks that maybe he should be given more money and an extra couple of years. But if, if you're, you know, not trying to be, you know, not trying to criticise Reading, but if you're Elise, you're having a fantastic season, your contract's up, and up at the end of next season, that probably suits him quite well. So I don't know if it's a come and get me plea, if he does just want kind of more money and to extend his stay with Reading for the time being. But yeah, it was, yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on, an eye on that sort of moving into, into the summer, I guess. Yeah, speculation, Matt. What do you think on it? We can't be wrong because we don't know. <laughs> so. Well, what I what I would say is like sometimes we speculate to an extent that ends up being harmful, or or maybe not harmful, but like we just have absolutely no knowledge of what's going on, so we shouldn't pretend that we do. So, uh, not not knowing anything, I'm assuming he was just signing those absolutely fire photo shoot that he did uh, and sending them out to fans. <laughs> I, know, I know a few people who would like them. Yeah, that is a fair point. Yeah, they were, they were, um, yeah, they were I unironically love them. Like, they are incredible. <laughs> if, if he doesn't go to Bayern Munich, he should quit Reading anyway and just go full-time modelling. There we go. It, I yeah, probably I mean, make even more money, which is hard to believe. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I, I didn't think we'd end up talking about Michael East going into modeling, but that's fine, isn't it? <laughs> that's the whole joy. Unusual turns. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I like that. I mean, I look in the game today, I can't really see many negatives to take out of it. We got what kind of unspoken player in there is Tom Holmes. He's a young player. He's coming in. He's now playing centre-back, his preferred position, I would assume. I don't think he wants to play right back. And he's really coming on strong, isn't he? I think he had a really good game today as well, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I, again, have given Tom Holmes some stick when he plays at right back. Um, but I think that, I mean, we, we should, again, bear in mind that Tom Holmes is a centre-back, so we should judge him on his centre-back performances more than we judge him on his right-back performances. And I think that there are clear signs there that he is good enough to be playing there. And we didn't really miss Morrison today, and that's one of the best things that you can say about him. Like, yeah, we have so often like capitulated when Morrison is not on the field, so to not do that without him is, is a real testament to Tom Holmes today. Yeah, he's going to have a tougher test next Friday, though, isn't he, Jack, against Watford? That's going to be a really hard one for him, I would imagine. Yeah, definitely. And I think he goes a bit under the radar sometimes because he is also a Reading fan. Um, and, you know, he may be, like I said, like McIntyre gets a lot more potentially recognition, I guess, because he's more active on social media. He maybe makes it a bit more known that he's kind of been a, a Reading supporter. But yeah, to Tom Holmes was excellent. But it is quite worrying with the news that McIntyre's out for the season. And then also, you know, Morrison, Richards limped off today. So we're going to have to be 
careful in terms of the defence is suddenly looking a little bit light. But yeah, it definitely will be a, a tough test against Watford because they've been on top form recently and they've got some real good attacking pe- and players in, in Ismail Assar and, and João Pedro. So we'll have to see how he gets on on Friday. Yeah, hopefully Richards is just a kind of impact because if it's anything to do with his Achilles, man, that's not going to be good news. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the one place that Reading are really... Well, not the one place, there are several places Reading are really light, obviously. <laughs> but uh, I think w- with with the centre-back uh, potential injuries as well and Gibson maybe having to move across at some point, then that doesn't leave a whole lot of uh, people to cover at left-back either. So, yeah, I mean, if he's out injured for any longer than just the 20 minutes or whatever he missed today, I think that that's a, a, a real issue for us. So we just mentioned the game against Walford that's coming up next Friday on Reading FC Sky Sports' own channel because we've been <laughs> on there so often. It's quite incredible this season. That is going to be a really hard one, but they only got a draw today with Middlesbrough. They've been in a fantastic form since the 1st of January. The most informed team, or well, picked up the most points in the league in the championship since that day. So we cannot underestimate them in any way or form, but... I don't think it's possible that we can go there and get a result. Jack, how do you think it's going to go? Yeah, they've still got absolutely top quality players. Like like I mentioned, you know, João Pedro and Ismail Assar. I know Will Hughes has come back into the into the team. I've seen a few people on Twitter saying that he's been playing really good stuff. So it'll be a really tough game. But I think possibly get a draw, but that's maybe being a little bit optimistic. If I'm honest, I think maybe a draw or, or a narrow defeat. But I don't think we're going to get completely outclassed. No, I'd hope not. Um, what are you going to say, Matt? Well, I, I would say that it's incredible that Reading have absolutely no Saturday games this month. Uh, but <laughs> we really are Sky Sports' um, favourite team. Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, I agree with Jack. It's going to be very difficult. Obviously, we edged them out earlier in the season when they weren't playing as well. But whether we'll be able to repeat that, probably not. I mean, I think every Reading fan would take another draw. So let's just hope for that. Yeah, I, I would take a draw, 100%. That would be, at the moment, we're only one defeat, I think, in seven, which is not bad form. You could look at it that we haven't picked up loads of wins in there, but I'd rather be in that position than Swansea City right now, who are really collapsing on themselves. But we will see how it goes. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with a preview from Matt Williamson, who will be hosting it. So cheers. Hear from you then.